Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Coming up in about 40 minutes, we're going to be joined by Nick Wright of FS1. Nick Wright from First Things First is going to join us here coming up in about 40, 45 minutes or so. Really excited to catch up with Nick Wright. It's been a while since he's been on the show. Really excited to get his thoughts on the game. I know that Nick is going to be spicy because he said this earlier in the week. They are a ball control. Cut out the mistakes. Kill you with defense. Take the points and expect our super-duper star quarterback to make a couple amazing plays, and then they're hard to beat. Since that Cincinnati game, they've had 17 drives that mattered, not counting kneel downs end of game. Mm-hmm. They've scored 13. On 13 of those drives, they've had three punts and one turnover. And I know all, all in honor of Eminem being at the Lions game, all eight-mile this, I know what everyone's going to say, well, what about the red zone, Nick, the red zone? The red zone where they would have scored four red zone touchdowns instead of two if not for an egregious block in the back penalty and Patrick Mahomes' helmet being cracked in half so he has to essentially miss a play. The answer is they were never in re- they were never, you know, if I may say, there was never a doubt. And I'm gonna be a little understated here. I agree with that. I'm gonna be a little understated because it's just the wild card round. Like, I don't know the franchises that make a big deal with the wild card round. I don't maybe once one a time, but not in this lifetime for me. So no, I mean listen. Nobody wants to play the Lions. And so they won. The biggest reason they won is because it's the Chiefs in January. So unless you have Tom Brady. You basically have a one in fifteen chance of beating them, like this. and yeah, a zero like percent chance of beating them in this regulation. Of course, that's what you like it. Go ahead. That's what happens. Ahead, what I like. What, 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 who wants to play the Chiefs? Nobody. That was Nick Wright of First Things First. He will be on the show coming up in about forty minutes. Really excited to hear what Nick has to say about this game. All right, let me give you guys a quick. I don't know if it counts as a stat, but a little tidbit, a little piece of information. Some of you that gamble on these games, you know, you got the point spread, you got the over-under. The most bet player prop for the divisional round of the playoffs is Isaiah Pacheco over 14 and a half rush attempts. The public and the smart money knows what I know. That if the Chiefs are going to win this game, they are going to have to run the football effectively. This is obvious information to me. This is obvious information to most of you. I'm sure Rob will talk about causation and correlation. Like Rob doesn't watch these games. When the Chiefs are balanced and run the football effectively, they are really, really difficult to beat. Last week, It was the formula. 
Patrick Mahomes didn't throw an interception. Isaiah Pacheco heavily involved in their offense. They got Rasheed Rice involved. They got Travis Kelsey involved. They got after the quarterback with Chris Jones and Joe uh, and Carl Loftus. They created a turnover. That was the formula. If they do that this week, they win this game. It warmed my heart to see this. You got to think, we got Lamar Jackson in the divisional round. We got C.J. Stroud. We got Brock Purdy, Jordan Love. We got big-time stars in the divisional round. The most popular bet in the four games is the over for Isaiah Pacheco. The people have seen enough. The people are believers. This is where I want to put my money. I want to put my money on the Kansas City Chiefs running the football on Sunday. Oh, it warms my heart. Rob, I'll give you the second most popular player spread. Because you might be thinking, oh, it's an anytime touchdown for Lamar Jackson. Oh, it's an anytime touchdown for Josh Allen. No, it's not any of those. It's Patrick Mahomes over four and a half rush attempts in the game. The public knows what I know. If the Chiefs are going to win this game, they have to do it because Isaiah Pacheco is a major part of what they do. If the Chiefs are going to win, it's going to be because on third down, the Chiefs are able to convert because of a Patrick Mahomes play. That's usually when he takes off. It's third and five. He's looking around. MVS, of course you can't throw it to him. He's going to drop it. Kadarius Tony is hurt. Sky Moore is hurt. They're double teaming Travis Kelsey. Rasheed Rice is covered. Well, what can I do in this scenario? You know what? I'm the best football player in the world. I'll make a play. I go make something happen. The two most popular bets this weekend on the board, Rob, Isaiah Pacheco over 14 and a half rush attempts and Patrick Mahomes over four and a half rush attempts as well. Good job, public. Good job. So I just want to make sure I understand this before I call Ben Heisler. You are taking a victory lap because the betting public, all the public money, all the Joe Schmoes, all the people that FanDuel gobbles up and feasts on each week are saying, I like the over on Pacheco runs. So you are telling me, don't fade the public. No. Ride with the public. Absolutely, this week. So you're also going to tell me that Vegas has those giant chandeliers because they're wrong all the time. A lot of times. They're on the wrong side of history almost every time. It's just a little odd to me that riding with the public as opposed to fade the public is the tune I'm hearing you sing. All I'm saying is, you know, you gamble on these games. It's about playing the percentages. Am I right? And that's what this is about. Well, if you take the over on 14 and a half, that will have hit in six of the last seven Kansas City Chiefs games. Chiefs fans, I am here to tell you that they have listened to me and they have listened to you. Ran it 16 times the first time against Miami, 19 times against Philadelphia, 15 against Las Vegas, 18 against Green Bay, 11 against Vegas, 18 against Cincinnati, and 24 last Saturday. I hear a lot of overs. I hear a lot of cha-ching. Cash me out. The public is a believer. I know Rob is not a believer, but I'm here telling you that the public, they are believers. They believe that the Chiefs are going to run the football in this game. And you know what? I'm excited about it. I'm excited about the Kansas City Chiefs committing to running the football. I've given you guys the formula. The formula is simple. 
run the football effectively, limit turnovers, continue to play good defense, utilize your playmakers, control the line of scrimmage. They were five for five in that against the Miami Dolphins. They then dominated the Miami Dolphins. They might not do all five of those things against the Buffalo Bills, better team on the road. I get all of that. If you go four out of five, you know what? You are advancing to the championship round once again in the AFC. We're expected to be joined by Ben Heisler coming up here in a little bit. Let me give you guys an update with the injury report for the uh, for the Buffalo Bills. All right, as you guys have probably already heard from an injury standpoint, injury update standpoint, so Gabe, Taylor Rapp, Christian Benford, um, Balen Spector all uh, are ruled out, and the rest of them uh, at least have a chance to play, and, and we'll see how today and the next couple of days unfold here. So that was Sean McDermott, head coach of the Buffalo Bills, giving you an update on the injury report for them heading into this game. A lot of injuries, a banged up Buffalo Bills team. Let's head to the phone lines, 913-586-7610. And let's be joined by Ben Heisler to get his perspective on Sunday's matchup between the Chiefs and the Bills. Ben, this is a coin flip kind of game. Which way are you leaning? Well, if I get the coin flip, but I also get three points towards Kansas City, uh, go ahead and give me the underdog. I, I am of the belief, Carrington, and I don't know if, if you feel the same way. Hey, the, the reason I'm on the Chiefs is twofold. The first is that I think if you're giving a team and Patrick Mahomes, who has been historically terrific as an underdog, we don't know about the postseason, but that that doesn't bother me. Eight one and one in his career as an underdog, including seven and three straight up. Uh, in an environment that I don't think he's going to be afraid of or shy away from uh, with a defense that is playing at an elite level. I, I think that sets up very, very well. And in the second part of, of why I like Kansas city uh, at this number, you can tell me if you disagree. I, I believe that the pressure is on Buffalo more so than it is on Kansas city. I had a conversation though with Matt Peralt on the Benny and the best podcast. And he disagrees because he said, this is about what the future of this Kansas city chiefs team around Mahomes may entail. Should they lose in the postseason? But to me, they've kind of had to adapt to that over the last several years. Anyway, I think the fact that Buffalo is at home, that it is Mahomes' first game away from home in the postseason actually puts more additional pressure on Buffalo. And that's been the team they haven't been able to slay in the postseason. regular season. It's been fine. Um, so I think that with a little added pressure on Buffalo that has been winning a lot of close games. Um, I, I like Kansas city to be able to close them out here. I, I think they can win the game outright. And I certainly like them plus the points. I'm looking at the over under in this game. It's currently at 45 and a half. I like the under in this game. We saw these two teams play earlier in the season. It was 20 to 17. Kansas City is averaging 20 points against playoff teams. I trust the Chiefs formula. I just don't know how high scoring their offense is going to be. You know how great their defense has been in limiting plays. I know the public likes to bet the over in these scenarios, especially with the quarterbacks. I really like the under in this game. I think the under makes sense to me. I'd rather wait on when I know the under has been a very winning trend. And I've talked about this with you on the show before. Chiefs second half unders this year, including the playoff game last week against Miami, 16 and two chiefs, fourth quarter unders 17 and one, the defense takes it up to an entirely different level 
in the final 30 minutes plus of the game. And that's when you see all sorts of adjustments made. That's when you see the pass rush start to get going. That's when you start to see a few more forced turnovers. And that's when you see Kansas city really be more effective on the ground in their run game and commit to it a little bit more. And also part of the reason that those second half unders have constantly hit is because we just haven't seen enough firepower from the chiefs offense as well. I, I tend to be with you, Carrington, only in the sense that it is going to be very cold and windy in Buffalo. Uh, we're seeing reports anywhere between 20 to 25 mile per hour winds. That usually has a positive correlation with unders. Uh, but for me, I'd rather just wait on the trend that I know has been historically incredibly profitable. Uh, and both these teams, I think, can come out with a very good executed opening drive. And then you might be able to bet the under live at a much better number than 45 and a half. Right now, we're talking to Ben Heisler, who is brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eat, drink, and see the scenic views. Give me one player prop that you like on Sunday. Isaiah Pacheco to go over 14 and a half rushing attempts. That's been the number that he has consistently hit uh, several times over his last multiple games. Um, you know, I, I think the number might have moved to 15 and a half, but I still think it's a fair number. Again, think about the the the, the details of this game, how Kansas City has been more run-dominant in second halves of this season, how if they're playing with the lead, they're more likely to run the football. If it's a close game where the win could have uh, substantial impact on moving the ball downfield, it, it, everything just lines up. And, and yeah, Clyde edwards Lair had a terrific game last week, and we're starting to see part of the reasons why they were so high on him for the past several years. But this is the bread and butter right now on offense, besides going to Travis Kelsey and Rasheed Rice. They trust Isaiah Pacheco. They trust him against the Bills defense that has been better against the run, but still fairly suspect at times. Um, you know, I, I like their opportunity, especially in this type of game, this type of environment, um, to go with Pacheco consistently. And so I think that 14 and a half is a very fair number. And even if it's at 15 and a half right now, I still think it's a good number to get at. I'm looking at the other games. I feel pretty strongly that one team between Houston, Green Bay, and Tampa Bay is going to win. This NFL season has just been so unpredictable. I find it hard to believe that now it's going to be chalk the rest of the way. Which of those teams between Houston, Green Bay, and Tampa Bay do you like as a dog? I, I like Tampa Bay more so as a dog. I, I think they can win that game outright. Uh, Green Bay, I will, I do believe, will keep it close. I think the line at nine and a half is is too big. Baltimore, I think, has a chance to really pile on Houston in the second half, even though that could be uh, a close game at halftime. Uh, but but Tampa Bay, if you look at this matchup against Detroit, the the Lions have had some issues through the air in stopping teams fairly recently. They've been better against the run. Um, but Baker, now that he looks healthy, and you have to think about it too, the, the Bucks left some points on the field. And Baker has put himself in a position where every time he's kind of dismissed and, and passed up and, and an underdog in these spots, uh, that's when he tends to deliver. And also the, the one home team that didn't cover last week was Detroit. And that was Jared Goff who had been – statistically since 2018, the best covering quarterback in the NFL. And so I, I think this is a matchup where the Bucks can go back and forth as the Lions. They have plenty of firepower on offense. As long as they trust their corners to have made the adjustments over the last few weeks, because they got torched for most of the year. If Sam Laporta isn't hundred percent healthy and you're putting double coverage on Amon Ross St. Brown, yeah, then it's like Josh Reynolds and company going up against Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Kate Otten, and the rest of the team. So I think Tampa Bay has enough firepower on offense to match Detroit. And then it's just a matter of which quarterback you trust. And, and right now, it's crazy to say this, but I do trust Baker Mayfield. 
That is my guy, Ben Heisler, joining us on the show today to give us the latest when it comes to the gambling perspective of the games that we have this weekend in the divisional round. I know a lot of people that feel that this is the best weekend of the National Football League schedule. He's joined to us by Twin Peaks. Eat, drink, and see the scene of views. Heis, we appreciate you. Appreciate you, Steve. Enjoy the games. Absolutely. That's Ben Heisler joining us on the show. Be sure to check out his podcast, Benny and the Bets. Coming up on the other side, I heard a stat regarding quarterbacks that I should have saw it, but it blew my mind when I heard it. We'll talk about it. Keep it right here. It's The Drive. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by Deep Esqually Moore. Car, truck, or motorcycle wreck? Remember, Mike's got this. On your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Download the Odyssey app and listen to The Drive with Carrington wherever you are. If you guys missed the breaking news, the Raiders are going to keep Antonio Pierce as their head coach. Congratulations to him. He certainly had a very fine second half of the season, and he had a lot of the player support, and that goes a long way in determining on whether or not you are going to get the job and get the interim tag removed. We're going to be joined by Nick Wright of Fox Sports coming up in about 15 minutes or so. Really excited to talk to Nick and get his thoughts on Chiefs and Bills. So when I was at Fox 4 earlier today, it was noted to me, and I hadn't thought about this, because if I had thought about this, we would have talked about it earlier in the week. Rob, did you know that out of the eight teams that are still remaining in the NFL playoffs, that seven of them used a first-round pick to acquire their quarterback, or their quarterback is a first-round pick. Tampa obviously didn't draft Baker Mayfield, first-round pick. Jared Goff, same situation. Or it's Brock Purdy, who was Mr. Irrelevant. And I was like, that's interesting. I, I, I didn't look at it that way. 
I think we are at the point now in terms of quarterback evaluation that you are in one of two camps. Either you spend a quality resource to go find your quarterback or you get lucky. It's one of the two. You never expect your final pick of the draft, the final pick of the draft, to be your franchise quarterback. I would say if you're Dallas and Dak Prescott, and I know that we've had our problems with Dak Prescott, but you don't think when you spend a third, fourth round pick that you have the quarterback position figured out for a decade. It's usually what Kansas City did. It's usually what Houston did. Usually what Buffalo did. We saw, evaluated who our quarterback was, and we either moved up in the draft to go get that guy, or we were bad at the perfect time, and we got our quarterback. It was interesting when I heard that. There are eight teams left. Seven have first-round pick quarterbacks, and then the other team is San Francisco. I also think that it's very important to note in the AFC, Patrick Mahomes, top 10 pick, Josh Allen, top 10 pick, CJ Stroud, top 10 pick, Lamar Jackson, probably should have been a top 15, top 20 pick, but kept falling in the draft. And eventually Baltimore was like, wait, hold on, hold on. You're telling me this guy that won the Heisman trophy, hold on. You're telling me we can now grab him and get that fifth year option. Oh yeah. We want Lamar Jackson. Look at the teams that are trying to, quote, make it in the AFC. Look at the Raiders. The Raiders are going to float out a lot of theories on quarterback. Use a draft pick and go get yours. It may not work, but your only chance to being able to crack this group. Look at the teams that missed the playoffs. Cincinnati's usually a team that make it. They spent the top pick on their quarterback. Look at Jacksonville as a team. They spent the top pick on a quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. If you're not spending a significant resource or assets to go get your quarterback, then you're not being serious about competing in this conference. You're probably not going to piecemeal it with Jimmy Garoppolo. You're probably not going to figure it out with Gardner Minshew or one of the, that's not how you're advancing in the AFC playoffs moving forward. This is the path. You need to spend a significant resource at quarterback and you need to hope like hell that it works and also hope that he stays healthy. You drafted Anthony Richardson. If you were Indianapolis, he played what 15 minutes this year. And I, he was never on the field. He ran for like seven touchdowns and then just was done for the rest of the season. Or you're the jets that you spent an exorbitant resource, but you spent it on a 41 year old quarterback whose body is breaking down. Like the path in the NFL is very, very clear. So this offseason, you and I are going to spend time talking about who should go get Kirk Cousins. The answer is nobody. Who's going to get Russell Wilson to be their starting quarterback? Where's Derek Carr going to go? It doesn't matter where they go. Wherever they go, that team has a very, very small chance of actually doing something in this tournament. I do think the data is pretty clear. I think it also furthers something we talked about more in the offseason than during the season, which is... The balance of power is the AFC is the stronger quarterback conference. Now, some of the quarterbacks we thought in the AFC were part of that strong class have petered a little bit. Like Trevor Lawrence is no longer the prince who was promised, but he's still a team that missed the playoff by one game and were in the playoffs last season. Anthony Richardson, a guy who really shined early in the season, the Colts were missing the playoffs by one game this season. Those are two great young quarterbacks. You look at, you mentioned Joe Burrow, but 
also Lamar Jackson. I mean, you go around the AFC and it is a powerful quarterback conference. And it's because on the whole, the teams in the power structure are drafting, and developing their quarterback. And if it misses and you're a team like Miami, you're still in the playoffs and back-to-back seasons, despite a relative miss at quarterback in Tua. I think that is why the AFC is the stronger league. It's because they are drafting, developing, and guiding stars at quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, and now we'll see in the NFC what that looks like. I mean, the Bears have the number one overall pick. The Washington Commanders also have a top pick. We'll see if some of that balance can kind of neutralize a little bit. If Caleb Williams turns out to be a star, if Drake May turns out to be a star, you look at Jaden Daniels, is he going to go to the AFC and go to the Patriots in the third round? Or is Atlanta potentially going to move up in the draft and make a trade? I just, when I heard that stat about where we are at quarterback, it just really hit my ear. I was like, huh, I, I, I didn't look at it that way. I didn't think about it. Out of the eight teams remaining, seven quarterbacks were drafted in the first round, most of them pretty significantly high. Goff high, Baker high, C.J. Stroud, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. You need to spend a significant resource at the quarterback position, or you need to get incredibly lucky. And that's what San Francisco is, incredibly lucky. You're not supposed to get the production at that position that you were getting from where they drafted their quarterback. Nick Wright is going to join us here coming up in just a bit. Rob, I want to give you a stat about Josh Allen because I like Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen is one of the three best, two best quarterbacks in the National Football League. You know that you and I like debating elite quarterbacks. There's no questioning what Josh Allen is. He is a lot of good things. No denying that. He is a lot of good things. He is a great runner, great leader, big, strong arm, physical Hasn't missed a lot of time since he's been a starting quarterback in this league. Josh Allen has been one of the most durable and productive players in the league the last four seasons. He is a turnover machine. An absolute turnover machine. There are a couple of things that I am counting on in this game. There's a lot I don't know. A lot of unpredictability in this matchup. Anything can happen. There's a couple of things that I know are going to happen in this game. I know it's going to be cold. I know it. I just, look, I mean, just, it's going to be cold. We know that. I would say that we know at some point, Jawan Taylor is going to create a penalty. I don't know when. It could be in the first quarter. It could be in the fourth. I don't know. But just, they have thrown 21 flags on Jawan Taylor in the Chiefs' 18 games. Once a game, a penalty happens for Jawan Taylor. I know that will happen. I also know that at some point in this game, at some point, I don't know when, at some point, you know that Josh Allen will have a turnover. It is inevitable. Rob, in the last four seasons, in his 66 games, he has thrown 57 interceptions in those games. We wouldn't got to get to the fumbles because the fumbles, obviously, they, they are turnovers as well. In that same time frame, So I just gave you the interception numbers in 66 games. He has thrown, he has thrown that many interceptions. I lost the stat here. 53 interceptions. Excuse me. In that same time frame. Now you look at the fumbles. He's 37 fumbles during that time. If there is anything I can guarantee that will happen over the course of this game is that at some point, Josh Allen will turn the football over. And it is up to the Chiefs defense to take advantage of that turnover once that happens. 
I don't have the stats in front of me, and I know Josh Allen turns the ball over at a much higher level than Patrick Mahomes. But while it's no guarantee Mahomes is going to turn the ball over the same way it's a guarantee Josh Allen turns the ball over, this season, if we isolate it, can't we say there's a greater than not chance that Patrick Mahomes is also going to turn the football over? Because he has had a propensity to find the other team a little bit. He did a good job against Miami twice. That was kudos to him. But in the last real game they played before the Miami game, the Bengals game, he had a turnover. It was on him. So Josh Allen is a bigger turnover machine. I don't want anyone to hear this and think I think they're the same. But I think they are closer to the Spider-Man meme this year than most Chiefs fans want to admit. He's not Josh Allen with the turnovers, but he's what, RC Cola Josh Allen? I look at this as like an old school NBA GM matchup. And at the end of this, I think we will look at what combination was better. Was it Patrick Mahomes and Isaiah Pacheco or Josh Allen and James Cook? I agree with you about Patrick Mahomes. This year, Buffalo and Kansas City have the same number of turnovers, 28. Now, Josh Allen himself produced more turnovers than Patrick Mahomes, but both teams have shown you ball security is not one of our strengths. Now, Buffalo was much better at taking the football away than Kansas City was, but in terms of just straight giveaways, both teams had 28 turnovers this season. So you're right. The numbers suggest that both of these teams are probably going to have one turnover in this game. Now, neither quarterback turned it over last week, a major reason why both of those teams have lost. Mahomes hasn't had a lot of interceptions in the postseason. Neither has Josh Allen. These have been two very, very good quarterbacks. I think on Monday we are going to look and say who ran the football more effectively between Pacheco and James Cook. I think the numbers are they're pretty close in terms of like ability, skill level. They are two very, very similar productive kind of backs. I also think we're going to feel the same way about the quarterback position. And both of these guys are going to make wow plays that not a lot of other quarterbacks can make. They also sometimes can make the head scratching play that ends up being the reason that you lose this game. Who can protect the ball? Who can run the football more effectively? Whose defense can get off the field? That's what's going to define who wins this game. So let's do this. Let's break a little bit earlier today just so we can be in on time for Nick. Nick said he would come on the show at at three at 340. So I want to make sure that we are on time for Nick Wright. So let's do this. Let's take a little bit of a break. Coming up on the other side, we are expected to be joined by Nick Wright of FS1. He'll join us coming up. Plus, we have Nate Taylor coming up at the 4 o'clock hour. Very busy show today, as you would expect, on a Red Friday, getting you ready for the divisional round matchup between the Chiefs and the Bills. That's all coming up. Keep it right here on 610 Sports Radio. The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car wreck? Get the money you deserve. Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Kansas City is Nick Bolton. Can I get a big old M-I-Z? You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. It is an honor and a privilege to have our next guest join us on the show today. He is one of the top opinion makers in the business. He is a dear friend of mine. He is my mentor. He is the host of First Things First. Nick Wright joins us on the show today. Nick Wright, how are you doing today, my friend? Dot, how are you? I've kind of been slacking in the mentorship department lately, but I'm glad you still consider me that. I'm delighted to come on. And, you know, I, I'll be honest, I don't know where you stand on this game. I'm sure the audience does. But my guess is you're very nervous, super nervous, think the Bills are going to win. Where do you call? I am picking the Chiefs to win this game for a couple of different reasons. I think Kansas City figured out their formula last week. Their formula is they haven't lost a game in which Patrick Mahomes doesn't throw an interception. They gave Isaiah Pacheco 25 carries, Rice, Kelsey, and they might have the best defense in the entire playoffs. They got two extra days rest, and Buffalo was completely banged up. And at some point, Buffalo has to prove to me that they can beat Kansas City in this game before you pick them to win this game. That's why I'm picking Kansas City. That's right. Let's go. And by the way, I don't know if it's going to be all that close. I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I think Kansas City could win 27-17. I think that that now that you have to give Rasheed Rice real attention, I think will open up more things for Kelsey. I have watched over the last few weeks Mason, pardon me, Mason Rudolph, Bailey Zappi, Easton Stick move the ball on this Bills defense. The linebacking core being decimated is particularly bad for their ability to guard Kelsey. Remember, one more touchdown and Kelsey Mahomes ties Brady Gronk for the most postseason touchdowns ever. Sneaky, crazy stat I saw today. If Rice has 115 yards the rest of the playoffs, uh, he is second all time for a rookie in one playoff run. He could have that in this game. The only guy with more, Jamar Chase, when they went to the Super Bowl, obviously. And so I think there are a lot of significant edges for the Chiefs in this spot. And you're you're 100% correct that the Chiefs this year, if they don't lose the turnover battle, are either 9-1 and one or 10-1. and one. The one game that they tied the turnover battle and lost was week one, and that turnover was a pick six. So that almost counts as two turnovers. So I really like the Chiefs in this spot. And, and I think there is a better chance than the odds makers that the Arrowhead Invitational is going to be back on because I could see Houston beating Baltimore. Right now, we're talking to Nick Wright of First Things First, FS1, joining us on the show today. Nick, I want to take a little bit of a detour. We had Jeremy White on of WGR in Buffalo, and I asked him, in Buffalo, who was more hated, Patrick Mahomes or Nick Wright? And he said you, and it's not even close. Which, which fan base hates you the most? In NFL, NBA, what fan base hates you the most? 
Oh, it's Bills fans. <laughs> I mean, it's Bills fans because and I mean, it just because I've been consistently right about them. Now, I was wrong at the end of this year when I thought that when they fell to six and six, I said they were dead. They weren't going to make the playoffs. Uh, and they obviously did. But how sweet it is that they did make the playoffs. They do finally have hope. And then Mahomes is going to snuff it out for them again and send them all into an existential crisis when they realize the worst year for the Chiefs is better than the best year for Buffalo. When they realize that Josh Allen's biggest win was actually a loss in his game to Kansas City. And here's the Allen has had some unbelievable postseason moments and games. What he's never done is win a duel. Allen's five postseason wins. The first one was against Phillip Rivers when Rivers was on the Colts. The second one was against Lamar Jackson in a 17-3 game when Allen had 209 total yards. The third one was against Skylar Thompson. The fourth and oh, I'm sorry, no, I left out Mac Jones, Skylar Thompson, and then of course last week when they beat uh, who the hell did they beat last? Oh, it was Mason Rudolph. So the the idea that he he's never stared across the field from a great quarterback and won, I guess, except for the Lamar game, and Lamar has his own postseason problems, and now they're gonna, Bills fans are going to be dealing with the fact that in back to back years in round two, an opposing AFC you know all pro caliber quarterback went into their building and beat them. Nick, just as someone who grew up a Chiefs fan and obviously knows their history and went through all the playoff disappointment, doesn't it finally feel good that, like, you can be the bully for somebody else? Like, we talked about this a couple of days ago. Like, Chiefs fans have those games, you know, no punt game, Marcus Mariota, Andrew Luck. Like, doesn't it feel good that, like, you are now that to Buffalo, 13 seconds, Josh Allen is 0-2 against the Chiefs in the postseason. Like, all the pain that you have felt as a fan, you now inflict that on another team. Well, listen, I don't want to bully anybody, but yeah, it feels effing awesome. I love it. And I love that all of a sudden, you know, folks are like, oh, it's rigged for the Chiefs. The fact that the Chiefs are the new Patriots up to and including everyone thinking the refs are in the tank for the Chiefs. The difference is the refs actually were in the tank for the Patriots. Give me a break. We all saw it. Like, I just, I, yeah. I, and it, it, it is as someone who, and this is the thing. This is where my colleagues and the rest of the sports media needs to put some gosh darn respect on Patrick Mahomes' name. If I may, Carrington, just remind the audience what these 15 playoff games have been. Game one, he walks into a playoff game for a team that has not been to a conference championship game in a quarter century and has not hosted it in its entire franchise history and immediately gets us there, and then we host the next five straight. Game two down 14 nothing to the legend Bill Belichick and Tom Brady at halftime, executes three separate fourth-quarter comebacks, including one with less than 30 seconds remaining, lose the coin toss in overtime, lose the game, and don't make the NFL go change the rules. Game three, down 24 nothing before the half, lead at halftime. Game four, down 10 nothing before the half, lead at halftime. Game five, down 10 with six and a half left in the Super Bowl, win by more than 10. Game six, get choked out on the field against Baker Mayfield, win the game anyway. Game seven, after the Baker Mayfield game, was, oh, the blowout the Bills in the AFC title game. Game eight, the one bad one, the one tough one, the Super Bowl. Then we're right back. Game nine, 
five touchdowns better than a bye against Pittsburgh, a perfect performance in the next round, oh, the 13th second game against Buffalo, and then the tough second half against Cincinnati. And that then brings us to last year, where he's playing a perfect game against Jacksonville, gets his ankles damn near broken, comes back the next week with no wide receivers, executes a game-winning drive, then in the Super Bowl, down 10 again, has a perfect second half, and last week plays the greatest cold-weather game. It is under-zero-degree game in NFL history. That's who our quarterback is. So the idea that anyone could go into any game when he has a great defense and think they're not the favorite, think they, that they should not be the heavy favorite, they're out of their mind. Right now we're talking to Nick Wright, FS1, first things first, preaching the gospel of the Chiefs advancing in the AFC playoffs. Nick, I'm curious your thoughts on this because Rob laughed at this take yesterday. I look at Josh Allen as exactly what I thought Cam Newton was going to be. When Cam Newton came out of Auburn, I thought he was going to be the best quarterback in the league. I looked at his skill set and thought that he was the future. That he was going to revolutionize the position. Cam was very good. Cam won MVP. He wasn't what Josh Allen is. He only had one season where he threw 4,000 yards, only had one season in which he had 30 or more touchdown passes. I feel like they are very comparable runners, but Josh Allen is the better passer. I know you are very, very high on Kansas City. Give me one thing that Buffalo can do in this game that scares you. Well, the Josh Allen quarterback-driven runs and the Josh Allen scrambles that end in runs, those those are terrifying plays. And one of the reasons Buffalo gets better as the year goes on historically is because they, in the last few years, have started having Josh run more later in the year, and that's hard to deal with, which is why it was such a disadvantage theoretically in the first matchup that there was no Bolton and no Tranquil and that the the Chiefs were in that spot. Those guys, the Chiefs linebacking core, you know, has to have an excellent game. And so I, you know, I give – I give Buffalo credit to a degree. My pushback on Buffalo is not anti-Buffalo as much as it is anti-the media continuing to pretend they're something they're not. I listened all week to how the Bills' 14-point win against a 10-win Steeler team on its third-string quarterback without T.J. Watt was a reason they were so scary, and the Chiefs' 19-point win over an 11-win six-seed was a yawn. What else, you know, what, what else is the big news of the day? I listened all year about how the Chiefs, at 11-6 and six in the division champion, had a broken offense, which was ranked ninth in the league in yards, and nobody said the Bills had a broken defense, which was ranked ninth in the league in yards en route to their 11-win division championship season. And as far as Josh Allen goes, I, in my life, we've just never – he's the only quarterback I've ever seen that is, that is discussed and judged purely on the ceiling and not what the floor is and also what the median performance is. And if they lose – here's the hard part for the Bills, and we did this on the show today briefly, and Chiefs fans will remember this era – uh, if the Bills lose this game, they are the Phillip Rivers, Ladanian, Tomlinson Chargers. They win 12, 13 games. I know they didn't this year. The, the, they, they have a bye some years. They have a good seed. And they lose in the playoffs to the Legends. That Chargers team in a four-year stretch made one AFC title game. They lost to Brady twice. 
They lost to Big Ben once. I think they lost to the Jets another time. I'm not sure whatever it was. But they hit their head on the ceiling of the fact you have a true legendary player in your conference and a couple other Hall of Fame caliber guys. And so if the Bills lose this game, there's some real soul searching going on, and it's going to have to start immediately. Nick, one thing that's been really interesting to me this week in all of our conversations about Josh Allen is for all the talk that you and I do about football, and we talk about this player and this player, the one stat that matters the most is turnover differential, which like seems so obvious, but we just never talk about it. It's always interesting to me that everybody is just so accepting that Josh Allen is going to turn the ball over one or two times. Well, that one or two turnovers could be the reason why you lose a playoff game. That seems really important. Well, that I mean, it's also people, they lost the first game of the year against the Jets because of his turnovers. They lost, they were playing the Patriots, and the Patriots were, had no reason to believe they could win that game. Josh started the game with a turnover and let them right back in it. When they, in my opinion, played very poorly in must-win spots down the stretch against the Chargers with Easton Stick, against the Patriots with Bailey Zappi, and then against the Dolphins, uh, in week 18, it was Josh Allen turnovers that kept the opposition in those games. And so it is. It, 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 people love to say he's a modern-era Brett Favre. By this point in Favre's career, Favre had two MVPs, had been to a Super Bowl, won it, was on his way to another. Like, he's not the modern-era Brett Favre. He is maybe pre-injury Dante Culpepper. And people can say, that's crazy. Go look up Dante with the Vikings before the injury, before he blew out his knee. I just, I, I am wowed by some of the things he can do. But at this point in his career, the fact that he is a turnover machine has to come into the math on how we talk about it. Right now, we're talking to Nick right here for a couple more minutes. I got two final questions for you, Nick. The first question is outside of Chiefs and Bills. This NFL season has been too unpredictable for me to now think that it's going to be chalk. Houston, Green Bay, or Tampa Bay, one of those teams is going to win this week because that's just how the NFL is. I think Tampa's probably the most likely team to win, but also the quarterbacks in Texans and Packers. Jordan Love has actually been really, really good this year, and people didn't figure it out until they beat the Cowboys. And obviously, C.J. Stroud has got a lot of love this year. Which of those three teams do you think is most likely to go on the road and pull off the upset? I think Houston because I the I you know I'm sorry but Lamar I've got to see it to, in the postseason to fully believe it with Lamar that's where he is and I think Houston you know is a totally different team obviously than when they played each other in Week One I, Tampa Tampa could win a shootout I suppose I I I, I think Tampa can cover maybe backdoor cover I think it'd be very very tough to win that game and as much as I would love for Brock Purdy to turn into the pumpkin that deep down, I really think he might be. I don't think, I, I don't think green Bay has, despite what they did against Dallas has the defensive personnel to slow down San Francisco. I think that game is going to look like a lot of Niner games look this year where at the end of the first quarter, it's 14, nothing. And they get to, uh, and, and they get to play the game on their terms throughout so the one that I think is most likely is the first one, the Houston game, and that really would put a totally different tenor on the Bills-Chiefs matchup the next day because the winner of that game will know if Houston wins, obviously, on Saturday, that they get to host the AFC Championship game. 
Last thing here, Nick. We ask everybody this question. Give me your Chiefs win if scenario. Give me your Bills win if scenario. Chiefs win if they don't turn the ball over. Um, I mean, it's very – like, I – I don't think the Chiefs can lose a game. This can lose this game if they have zero turnovers. Um, the Bills win if Josh Allen runs for a hundred yards, and or Bills win if Sean McDermott is super aggressive on fourth downs and they get them. Like I think they're gonna. I I really I have a lot of the, the Chiefs in drives that have mattered essentially with the starters out there. I think their last 17 drives, they've scored points on 13 of them. And I think the Chiefs offense, despite the red zone struggles, is actually playing really well. And I, the red zone in the playoff game, it's weird. Like one touchdown comes off the board on an iffy uh, penalty. One, uh, the, the Mahomes cracked his helmet before the goal line, you know, when sets of the goal line. I also think that if they are in a game where they have to score, be putting up touchdowns, he will try to fit it into tighter windows. I think Mahomes, and I think this is what you alluded to at the beginning, has you know realized I can take three points, I can be cautious here, but it doesn't mean he doesn't have the ability to make those plays. So I, you know, I, I really, I, and I'll be very clear here, as bullish as I've been on the Chiefs all year, if they get Baltimore in Baltimore after the emotions of this game. I think that is a really, really difficult spot. But I do not think this game, the right team is favored. And I feel very confident about the Chiefs. That is Nick Wright of First Things First joining us on the show today. Nick, I'm so happy for your success. I follow your TV show. I listen to all the podcasts that you were on. And I'm really excited to see you in a couple of months, man. Thanks a lot for hopping on today. Thanks, brother. Talk to you later. Absolutely. That's Nick Wright joining us on the show today to take a closer look at Chiefs and Bills. Coming up on the other side, we'll be joined in studio by Nate Taylor of The Athletic as we continue to get you ready for the divisional round matchup against Buffalo. Keep it right here. It's the drive. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 